Hi folks! I don't actually have any content warnings this week, so we'll just go with the usual uh, ADHD. That's about it. I will also mention at this point that we have animals. One of whom is, is really, really trying to climb in my lap here. The other of whom is currently getting himself situated where he can roll over on my keyboard and is purring at me. Yes, Sergey, I'm talking about you. Hound, I love you, but yes. I don't have a lap right now. This is, it's better than last night when she was trying to crawl, like, into bed in a place where she would be either in your spot or my spot. Yeah, I mean, she occasionally tries to climb between us, and that's annoying, but we deal with it. But this was like, Hound, Hound is like, no, I'm going to lay horizontally with my butt where your head goes. Yeah, it was, yeah, something yeah, else. You were, you were feeling particularly Me. entitled there, Hound. Yes. Yes. And that brings us to our third point, and that is that we swear frequently at Sergi. Almost never at Hound, though. Almost never because at Hound. Because Hound would be sensitive to it, whereas Sergi is just like... Sergi is just being... Better. He's being sweet right now. He wants his chin rubbed, and it's, but it's very difficult because he wants to roll around on my keyboard, which is now turned off so that he can't stop the recording inadvertently. Look at that. There's the keyboard you were going to roll on. You can use it as a pillow if you want. Anyway, <clears throat> hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 288. Um, if you are familiar with chicken Twitter, like I am, uh, you will know uh, the author uh, uh, Tova Danovich, um, TK Dano on Twitter, who has written an amazing book called Under the Henfluence, which we will talk about during the interview later on, and I'm really excited because she was one of my I want to interview in 2023, and it happened. And right? chickens. And chickens. Yeah, we spent some time talking about chickens. I, I should have put that in the content warning, like chickens, right? Um, but that is in a little bit. First, let's talk about our productivity this week. Let's start with you. Oh, okay. Uh, I... Uh... Actually, I, I wrote Monday and Tuesday. Today, I, uh, I got, like, no word count done because I was going back through an old manuscript that my, one of my editors was like, I would kind of like to take a look at. So I had to pull this thing out from, like, you know, God knows when I started <laughs> it. And, and it's 36,000 words, so I basically had to read... 36,000 words of manuscript going yeah. through and, and, and tinkering with bits and pulling some things out so that uh, it was in a state that I could send it, which is all productivity, but it's not something you can put on the word count sheet because, like, my word count was, what, 75 words, maybe? Oh, was that today? Yeah. Yeah, but you've been doing good the rest of the week. Well, the two days of it, and... Yeah. I... Well, you've been doing good since the last episode. Uh... Yeah, I guess, but I need to, uh, I need to jump back on the word count horse tomorrow and get more of the the book that is due in June. Yes. written which I am supposed to be writing twenty five hundred words a week on, and am currently at five hundred. Oh yes, well you should you you so you've got but you've got time to catch up. You've got yes. two days. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Eh. Um. I have, myself, have been trying to wrap up little things before I go on vacation. Like, 
and I had to, I, it was funny. Uh, we were in a team like meeting thing and, or I was in two meetings with my manager today and he was like, so in the next week, Kevin and I will. And I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Did he take it well? He's like, right, right. I keep forgetting. No, I knew that. I knew that. So, <laughs> um, Oh God, that's next week. Yes. I mean, uh, you have a full week. Yes. Right. We, we, we do not leave for a full week. Um, by the way, folks, just as a reminder, there will be no shows for the next two weeks because we're going to be on a real vacation, not a, we're going someplace neat, but we have to spend half of it in, you know, a convention center or hotel panel rooms or whatever. No, we're taking an actual honest to God, real vacation. Um, I'm not sure how long it's been since we've done that. Uh, I took, I think I took a little time in 2021 to go to, um, to go to our friend's private relaxicon. Ah, yes. But that I think was the last one. Like I, uh, it, it, yeah. Like that's the last actual vacation vacation. What if we go on a trip to somewhere neat, even though I'm usually working it, I'm like, this is a vacation, so I don't know why I'm tired. Well, they they were working you pretty good. Yeah, they, they, they do tend to work you, you know, like the proverbial rented mule. Um, so, but yeah, in terms of actual honest-to-goodness, like this is the longest time I have taken off um, to do something that wasn't fan-related, as it were, in years. Yeah. Um, and it's nice and everybody's really supportive at work and I like that. Um, and one of the things I did was rather than like, we have a holiday here in the U S on Monday. And so it would have been work Tuesday, Wednesday, leave on Thursday. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to bother. I'm just going to take those, those extra days at the beginning of the week and let work flush out of me. Now I can hear everybody in the background going, but doesn't that give you time to record an episode of Productivity Alchemy? No and- one is saying that. <laughs> they, if anything, they're saying, God, that must be nice. I wish I could do that. There is that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, this is like, I have all this saved up vacation <laughs> because I had barely started at this job before, um, well, everything. Yeah. And so I didn't, I literally took almost no time off for two years, which means all of it just got banked. Yep. You know, I have, I have surplus. It's a weird, it's the first time since 2008 I've had, 2007, I've had surplus like this. So I plan on using it. Damn straight. You know, so there is all of that. Uh, And I'm looking forward to having some downtime that doesn't involve anything. Like, take myself a little tiny bit of a staycation before we hit the road and we go to, uh, well, we're going to Hawaii. It's pretty awesome. I'm so excited. We're going to see volcanoes. Ursula's going to see all kinds of birds. Everybody's like, oh, there's these great snorkeling places and these places and these beaches. And I'm just like, I I mean, I will go to a beach. I will, I will look at birds on the beach. I will not snorkel. No. Uh, I, I do not. Uh, no, I, 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 I hate swimming. 
Like, there's, there's just no way around it. Water and I are deeply inimical. Uh, inimical? Anyway, we hate each other. Right. Uh, like, I would totally drown. Very, very rapidly. Which is a damn shame, because I think snorkeling and scuba diving look really cool, and I'd like to see the stuff. But also, no. Yeah, and I... I've been swimming all my life, it feels like. Look, when I was taking swimming lessons as a small child, they couldn't get me to put my face in the water. Yeah, whereas, you know, I was on the swim team, I was, you know, at the the amateur, you know, local competitive stuff. I was great until I hit puberty, and then... I didn't know any of that. Oh, didn't you know that? Yeah. You were on the swim team. I yeah, I was, no I, yeah, no. Um... It was when they started, you know, like, uh, all right, you're going to say, of course, but the event I always did best in was the breaststroke. So... I'm not saying anything. Um, I never developed the upper body strength for uh, the butterfly. I freestyle or you know the shoulder strength or whatever to do uh freestyle um or the competitive backstroke it was just not when my dad and i got back in touch after a decade which mm -hmm. again we weren't estranged we were both just really bad about writing yes uh he he looked at me and he said so when so did you when did you finally learn to swim and i looked at him and said bold of you to assume i have <laughs> as it happens i can swim i do not drown i will not open my eyes underwater i would right. uh, i i would yeah no that's a horrifying experience and i get the heebie-jeebies thinking about it so yeah and if you want to go snorkel, like, knock yourself no, out. Not particularly. Okay. I, I love beaches. I'm not as big a fan of the ocean. Uh, I like coves. I, I don't like big, big water. I don't like to swim in big water because there are too many things. Too, too many. Too, too many things. And you're, you're used to the Atlantic, which is like a bathtub. Yeah. I mean, like, the Pacific... Like, I have an excuse in that if you're from the Pacific Northwest, the ocean is cold and full of rocks and enraged seals or sea lions. Yeah. But, and, you know, sea urchins. But, like, you guys don't even have tide pools. We have jellyfish. We have riptides. We have... I guess you have stingrays. We have stingrays, yes. Um, we occasionally have sharks. Everyone occasionally has. Well, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're more likely to be struck by lightning anyway. Oh yeah, that is that is a sight to behold is to see a thunderstorm over the ocean. It is uh, it is something snowing, else. Snowing at the beach is the one that always strikes me as weird and unnatural. I can see. The, yeah, I remember being in the uh, Olympic Peninsula when we were out west visiting. I was there for work, and we had gone bird watching on one of the weekend days before we flew home, and we were up the, the Olympic Peninsula, and they're like, oh, we're going to go over there to the rocks and the, the whatever, and it's like snowing sideways, and the waves are crashing on the rocks, and I'm seeing a little, like, from my perspective, an inch high person, and then the waves going three feet above them, and I'm just like, no, just no. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I sort of remember that. Yeah, that jetty was a little much. That that jetty was a bit much, yeah. Yes. 
Um, we were looking for snowy owls in case anyone is curious. Yeah, did we? You didn't see any snowy owls on that trip while I was there. No, I did eventually get a snowy owl. Yes, though. you did. You did. Um, so hey, that's that's our productivity for the week with the idea that there will be no productivity, at least for me, for the next two weeks, and it is freeing. And you know, there are some things I might do around the house. I would hope that my order from ikea gets in so i can replace the one sort of overused and overburdened right now workbench with a kalax and get that cleaned out before we go but if we don't we don't yeah it's fine i will have other weekends and things so yeah but i'm looking forward to it uh and i i hope those of you who are listening at home get a chance to take a break for more than two days that the, the capitalist hellscape lets you go for a little while. Um, Speaking of things that you're looking forward to. Oh, I got this great interview. Yes, we should listen to that. Yes. So uh, Tova's a freelance journalist who has written a book about chickens called Under the Henfluence. Um, she cycles through hobbies um, and, you know, as a freelancer, has uh, a very interesting take on how... She stays productive, and we will have that for you right after this. Folks, I am here today with Tove, TK Dano on Twitter, and it occurs to me I have no idea how to properly pronounce your last name. <laughs> Danovich? It is Danovich. The last name okay. is actually easier, but it's Tova is the first Tova. name. So okay. you get tripped up on one or the other. Either, either or, yes. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Tova has come to talk to us today, and I'm really excited because we've been talking on and off on Twitter about chickens for how long now? Oh, years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, can you do a significantly better job introducing yourself than I just did? <laughs> and uh, uh, tell us about what you do other than keep chickens. Yeah. Um, I mean, so much of my career is now tied up in keeping chickens, but I'm uh, Tova Danovich. I'm a freelance journalist. Um, I'm based in Portland, Oregon. Um, I write about a lot of things, but particularly animals um, and chickens specifically have become <laughs> a extra special interest of mine since I got a flock five years ago. Um, and my first book comes out on March 28th. It's called under the Henfluence, Inside the World of Backyard Chickens and the People Who Love Them. Um, and I'm really <laughs> excited. So, yeah, I took, you know, what was a hobby and it's now like a whole major part of my career is just being paid kind of to talk to people about chickens, which is the dream. Okay, I'm a little jealous about that. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, that's, 
And then other than chickens, which is, I guess, gone from hobby to professional, do you have any other hobbies or things you do that fit into the big picture? I cycle through hobbies a lot. I, I feel like I have a lot of things that I do for one to three years, and then I, I move on. Um, so I did a lot of circus for a while. Um, that was a big interest of mine. I was doing static trapeze and sear wheel and, and a bunch of things and got wow. decent at it and really strong. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So everything closed down and I just haven't gone back since. Cause even though I yeah. could, I'm like, I don't have calluses. I don't have those muscles. It's, it's a whole thing. You have to rebuild the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, is that art of axolotl behind you? Uh, there is an owl and an owl? a flamingo. And yeah, a I've flamingo. been doing okay. some, some office rearranging. Um, uh, so okay. I haven't decided where to hang the art yet. It's just sitting <laughs> for me to look at it. Cool. Um, so, Hey, with, with those things going on, um, how do you keep yourself organized? Yeah. You know, it's a constant struggle, especially as, a freelance journalist. I imagine this is similar in other freelance professions as well, but you know, oh, yeah. I have to pitch articles to people and then have them accepted. Um, so on my side, I'm like, okay, this is the amount of work that I can do in a week. So I'm going to pitch, you know, these three articles, they'll get accepted. That's a, a perfect workload. Everything is well organized. Inevitably, those three pitches plus like three others that I gave up on all get accepted in the same month period, all with editors that are like, can you have this a week from now? Um, so I feel like my whole life is just this cycle of like boom and bust um, in terms of how busy I am um, and, and what is going on, which, you know, you just have to like sigh in and deal with it. Um, so to-do lists are really big. Love my calendar. I mean, especially in a job where deadlines are a big part. I have oh, yeah. a lot of things on my calendar that are, you know, finish this by this day, but actually it's due on this day, <laughs> uh, <laughs> written in, in addition to like appointments and interviews and things like that. Yeah. Now, do, do you do, are these digital lists? Are they paper lists? Is it a digital calendar? Is it a paper calendar? Is it a hybrid yeah, thing? The calendar is all digital because I like to be able to look for my phone and my computer. Um, mm -hmm. The, you know, hour before things sync up when I'm away from home is always, you know, <laughs> difficult. If it doesn't exist on my calendar, it doesn't exist. If I put mm -hmm. the time in wrong on my calendar, that is now the time that this is happening at. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of digital there, but I, uh, my to-do lists are all pieces of paper. So I just use my scrap paper, write it, you know, on the back. I love to cross things off. It's very satisfying. So that I do like on, on paper. And scraps of paper. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're reusing all the time, which is kind of cool. I am. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm reusing much more slowly than I'm generating paper, but it makes me feel better <laughs> about it. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, all right. I have to ask this because we, uh, everybody in this space, for whatever reason, or not everybody, but a bunch of us have like our little quirks. And so I fell into the pen cults. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite pen or is it just whatever <laughs> happens to be around? 
<laughs> I do. I was just listening to one of your other um, episodes this morning and you went on a really long thing about pens. So I'm glad yeah. this is recurring. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Pilot G2. I have one sitting here. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's beautiful. It makes my handwriting, I think, look prettier than it is. Um <laughs> I got really into letter writing during the pandemic mm-hmm. and I'm still doing it a bit or like lockdown pandemic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, you know, was taking great care with my handwriting and, and mm-hmm. the pilots made it look the nicest. So, yeah. Uh, and but standard black or do you have a full black. rainbow of colors? Yeah. Okay. And then I just, I like black. I mean, I'm very fond of it, but every so often that, the, the temptation of, ooh, here's the Jimi Hendrix purple ink for the fountain pens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that that has to live with me now. <laughs> yeah. No, just black for me. Though I, I really like stamps. Um, that was oh. one of the things that I started doing when I was like, well, all these people putting effort into their like letters and making the envelopes mm-hmm. pretty and you get the nice, you know, actual stamps. But so I just bought a bunch of rubber stamps and I have many different inks for those. So that's, you know, if I need a pop of color, it's a stamp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all, there's actually, I think it's jet pens actually has refillable ink things. So mm-hmm. you can use whatever ink you want with them because mm-hmm. jet pens has everything and is possibly one of the most dangerous sites on the internet. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I remember, again, back in elementary school, which for me was the 90s, but those gel pens were like oh, yeah. the thing. And those, I had a rainbow of color. Um, all my assignments are extremely colorful from that period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we had colored pencils because I was mm-hmm. in elementary school in the 70s, yeah, late 70s, early, early 80s. So yeah, gel pens, when they... Mm-hmm. started to hit the late 80s early 90s by then I was like I don't care it's yeah whatever writes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know I had a pencil that was colored but then it had changing colors in the pencil yes. that was very exciting I liked that a lot yeah those those they still make because I ended yeah. up buying those for my kids at uh at one point um, classic for a reason yeah, absolutely. Of course, now they're in college. And so, you know, yeah, I just send money, they pick out whatever they want. It's yeah. <laughs> usually the best at that age. Do you have any any other tools you use? Or is it just? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't like a lot of technology in mm-hmm. my work, I try and keep it as minimal as possible. Um, my husband, like, he loves gadgets. He will get into the most gadget-heavy hobbies and try and explain it. And I'm like, this hurts my head. There are too many choices, too many things you have to know. I don't approve. <laughs> um, so I do have, like, a voice recorder that I use if I'm doing field reporting. And I like using my phone. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm out, like, that is what I'm taking notes on because I can type with my phone really well. Um so it's usually just like phone, camera phone, and the little recorder. That that and some headphones is about all I need, which is nice. delightful. Pack yeah. light. So with such a minimalist set of tools, do you have any <laughs> systems or habits that are really important as part of keeping it all together? Not really. I mean, other than the, you know, the to-do list system, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's about it. And that has worked really well. Um, the only 
change recently, which is more on the like creativity side, um, is I've been doing some just kind of free writing longhand. And that's actually been really nice to go back to um, after being digital for so long. Um, Oh, I guess there is one gadget that I love. um, (laughs) And I recommend this to other journalists all the time, but it's the Scan Marker Pro. It's one of those pens that scans books directly. Um, I I love... I believe I have one and just haven't really used it because I haven't done anything with physical books Mm -hmm. that much, but I mean, it's, it's there and ready to go when I need it. It's amazing. I love it. I I think just about every article I write, I read at least one book for it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm getting them from the library because I'm not spending that much money on books. Um, So having that to be able to like not type out Tons and mm-hmm. tons of paragraphs is just like delightful. Um, so that's that's probably my my one extra journalism gadget. Oh yeah. So all of the technology, I would say, ooh, this might help. This might help. I need to mm-hmm. talk to your husband, not you, about is yes, what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and like, no, I want all my reporting gear to fit in my small purse, and then I'm happy. That's 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 all I want fair. with me. So yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that, that simplifies things so much that I can (laughs) roll right into the, like, like what does a typical day look like? Yeah. I mean, a typical day can be really different because Mm -hmm. of what we discussed earlier. Um, so right now I'm kind of in a waiting for edits. Um, things are starting to get a little bit busier with my book. So I'm trying not to get into one of those things where I pitch a bunch of articles and then suddenly in, you know, March 15th, 10 editors come back to me. Um, so we are building a new chicken coop, which has been on the to-do list for a very long time. We're finally in like the fun finishing stages. Um, and I'm going to be gone and my husband will be on chicken and animal duty when I'm away. So having this, <laughs> this new coop and all the girls moved in will make things a lot easier yeah. um, when I'm traveling. So getting that done. Um, so that, that was what I did today. Um, but on, <laughs> on a typical work day, I am an early riser. Um, so I, I'm often up before the chickens, which this time of year is like well before the light comes wow. up. Wow. Yeah. No. Um, so early, early to bed, early to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go out and feed the chickens. One of my dogs likes to come with me. He always gets very excited uh, to wake up when I wake up. Um, <laughs> and then I, I have my coffee and I really like to read um, while it's quiet. And I have that nice like quiet time. My husband is still asleep because he's a late riser. Um, So unless I have, you know, an interview with someone on the East Coast, which does happen or like overseas, (laughs) which you just have to slot in then, um, (laughs) that's kind of like my quiet me time to Mm -hmm. regroup and get ready for the day. Um, And then it's just whatever, whatever needs happening. Maybe it's interviews, maybe it's writing, maybe it's trying to go through the book pile that grows no matter how much I read because I keep Uh bringing things home. So I am aware of this problem. (laughs) Uh, My Kindle solved a lot of it. Um, Yeah, but they're still there. You're just not looking at them. Yeah. That's almost worse. I love a pile. I'm always (laughs) uh, feeling like any flat surface in the house is just piles that I own. Um, 
my husband has kind of given up at this point. So like (laughs) half of our dining table is like a stack of magazines, a stack of books, a stack of like something else that I have. So they're all very well organized stacks, but it's kind (laughs) of that like out of sight, out of mind. So I like to keep them Mm -hmm. there to guilt me into remembering to finish them. And I suppose it it may be different. I mean, I don't know how much of yours is reading for fun versus reading for work. Mine is all like leisure. So if I have a to read pile of, you know, in, in my Kindle, it's not quite the same thing as I have research that needs to be done for, for a thing. So yeah, that makes a difference. It is a mix. Um, I I also have a Kindle and I I love it. The like Libby app um, from the library is my favorite thing in the world because um, I can just get eBooks and then I don't have to return them to the physical library and check books out while I'm on vacation. It's a dream. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that a lot. But yeah, I mean, I I read a lot of fiction for fun, um, whether it's like. YA or fantasy or a thriller. Um, I I have a dream of writing for children someday. So I read a lot of like middle grade <laughs> novels too. Um, pretty much anything. I'll read it. Oh yeah. No. I Since I have had to read, I end up reading, I, I'm sure I've said this multiple times on Twitter or whatever. Uh, there's always a point in Ursula's novels where she's like, you need to read this now. and tell me if it shames my ancestors Mm -hmm. which would be fine it's most of the time it's just that it's about thirty thousand words in or about a third Mm -hmm. um and so then i have to wait months while she finishes it Mm -hmm. sorry Um, yeah yeah but um it means i've read you know horror romance whatever Mm -hmm. she's working on at that that time period so having being able to accept that broad range of taste i think is really really important Mm-hmm. Um, versus the one person who, who was like, I just, I'm never reading female authors again. And I'm like, okay, time out. <laughs> time, time out. <laughs> <laughs> For many reasons. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. Um, I believe he has changed his mind since we've, we've, we've had words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's wise. And then your evening rolls around, which means it's time to feed the chickens and make sure they're they're away for the night, which I did before we got on the yeah. call because it's dark here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Feed the chickens, watch some TV, probably more reading. Um, mm-hmm. I've been attempting to learn French on Duolingo forever. Um, so oh. usually I'm like trying to make sure I don't lose my streak um, in the evening time. Right. Sergey. Leave that alone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, any 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 binges on TV or just whatever happens to be on? I I binge things so quickly that then I'm like, I know there was just a show I really liked. What was it? I have no idea um, because there is <laughs> there is too much content. Um, I've been because of this French thing, uh, watching a mm-hmm. lot of French TV shows lately. So that's Ooh. that's been up there. Um, I watched all of season one of a, a Netflix show um, called The Hookup Plan in in English, and that was like very fun oh. and silly. Have not I've not seen that one yet. So now yeah. I have to make, now <laughs> I have to make a note for me, that's right? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they have a lot of great like thrillers and sci fi that just they feel. Oh, yeah. 
the same, but a little bit Frencher, which is great. And so <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what it is, but like, this is definitely French. Um, so that's, yeah. that's a nice change. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's like uh, watching anime, even when it's the English dub, you're like, mm-hmm. some of these concepts are very Japan. There's yeah. no other way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Or just like something about the plots and themes mm-hmm. of it too. And you're like, this would not be the usual thing in this genre, but I enjoy yes. it. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're anxiously awaiting the, the uh, streaming release of the new Owl House episode since it's season three is three specials. And mm-hmm. it's like, I think it lands either today or tomorrow. And if it weren't D&D night, and it's out today. We're watching it. <laughs> yeah, too bad. So, yeah. yeah, I do have the um, the Brit Box add on um, oh, yeah. on Prime, which is great. So I've been really into like the cozy mysteries lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my very favorite was Rosemary and Time. That kind of oh, got that me one's into so it. good. It's yes. such a delight. It's great. Um, and now I've been working my way through Midsummer Murders, which you know will take ten million years because uh, there's so many seasons. We're waiting on the the new episode for the new season of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. If you haven't watched Shakespeare and Hathaway, okay, that is I'll, that is I'll one make a note we, of that we love a lot. Okay. Yeah, and I I also just love Monty Don, so he's become a real favorite. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no no complaints in this house about yeah. that. <laughs> he's, he's great. I don't know if you saw his um my my gateway to Monty Don was Big Dreams Small Spaces when that was briefly on Netflix, um, oh. where he goes around and like helps people redo their little backyards. Um, but the thing that was just hilarious is they're always like Monty John, Britain's favorite gardener. And you think that it's hyperbole, but these people are just like fainting to meet him. They're so excited. Um, and he's just such a normal, you know, garden man. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, I can't believe the Monty John is here today. It's it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you, you saw it when it was on, but... Um... Oh, now I can't remember the name of it, but it was a very similar show where they would show, they would whisk, the the family would whisk like mom away or whatever, mm-hmm. or dad away, and then they would come in and they would um, ground forces and they would redo the entire garden Wow! for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was like, ooh, when they, you know, when they showed up and I think half of us had a had a very strong crush on on the water feature person charlie because Ooh. she was you know uh, <laughs> you know a northern redhead who didn't mm-hmm. like wearing bras um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, otherwise it was it taught me so much about gardening when mm-hmm. there wasn't much else here about it and then i ended up with Ursula and realized that I knew nothing about gardening. Yeah. Um, so I just let her deal with it. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> fair. Uh, cool. Well, now we get the fun questions. I mean, they're Ooh. all fun, but the, <laughs> the ones I have a lot of fun with. Yeah. Um, so what's the best advice you would give someone and, or in addition to plus however you want to interpret it, the, the best advice you would give someone else? Yeah, you know, learning to work with my kind of natural 
productivity cycles during the day, I guess is the Uh best way I can describe it, has just been so huge to me. Um, It actually, you know, I've I've probably been tweaking this over many years. But, you know, I, I would always try and like work into the afternoon because it's like writing is my job. I have all these hours in a day, like surely I can keep doing things. And every day, nearly around, you know, two, three o'clock, I'm just like, I just can't focus anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would sit at my desk and wind up, you know, on social media too long and all the other things that we do when we don't really want to be doing the thing that we're forcing ourselves <laughs> to do. Um, and so by the end of the day, I'm like, I know I did some work, but I also just feel bad that all these hours mm-hmm. got wasted, not even doing something that was fun. You know, n- nothing good was was gained by these hours. <laughs> Um, so I read the writer Courtney Mom's uh, newer book, um, The Year of the Horses, I believe. And she was talking about that and how, you know, she went back to horseback riding as an adult. It was all great. Um, and she decided to put her lessons in the afternoon because she's like, I know I stopped being able to get work done at two. Mm-hmm. And this way I have another thing to go do that, like, enriches me and all, all this other good stuff. Um, I was just like, you can do that. Like, wait a minute. Why haven't (laughs) I been just doing that? Um, and it's made my life so much better to just be like, yeah, around this time of day, nothing's Mm -hmm. going to happen. Now I can kind of try when I have the ability to schedule like interviews or podcasts like this for the afternoon when I know I'm not going to get anything like creative done. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, so that has been really huge for me. Um, you know, on, on a similar vein, like as someone that has Mm -hmm. always had a lot of burnout and anxiety and depression, like sometimes I just have those days when I wake up and all I want to do is nothing. Um, and if I force myself to do things, it will be a full day of that feeling where Mm -hmm. I've, you know, looked at my phone and just refreshed my email. Um, so I've gotten a lot better about being like, this is a bad day today. I'm Mm -hmm. going to find something I would actually like to do instead. Um, Often it's going outside to hang out with the chickens more that day, (laughs) which is always a delight. Uh, Reading a fun book, you know, doing some errands sometimes is still like better than being productive. But um, yeah, that has really mm-hmm. helped. Um, it of course helps that I, I only answer to myself. So if that happens on right. a Wednesday and yeah. I need to like, you know, Saturday I'm inspired, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. my, my boss does not care. So <laughs> yeah, mine, mine are, are flexible, but I don't know if they're that, that flexible <laughs> yeah. you know, with the real job and all. So mm-hmm real yeah. job with the with the job I have to show up at specific times for because writing yeah. and freelancing is a real job. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know. But there there is no specific times, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're under deadline and then Yeah. Deadline deadlines deadline. are great. Usually a deadline. I I can respect a deadline. Um I I work well in under small amounts of pressure. Um but you know. <laughs> um uh, okay. Uh, now for the quote, sad question <laughs> quote. Um, and I, I, I base it off of, off of Howard Taylor's seventh, 70th maxim, um, that, uh, failure isn't an option. It's mandatory. What matters is, um, 
you know, making sure it's not the last thing you do. I'm paraphrasing really, really poorly. Mm -hmm. Usually I have a challenge coin with it on me and I have no idea where it is at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you deal with failure or when you miss the goal? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's something I am better at dealing with to some extent. Um, you know, in the line of work I'm in, things get rejected all the time, mm -hmm. which is not failure exactly. Um, right. But, you know, sometimes it's disappointing uh, when you have a story that you really love and I've pitched it 15 places and no one wants it. And I'm like, I can't figure out why this is the best story mm -hmm. I've ever had an idea for. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've come to realize that with a lot of those things, it's not a rejection of you know, you, it's just like, it's not a fit for these particular people. It's not a fit right now. It's not a fit for the way that I have packaged it together. Um, and I think that's kind of how I approach other failures once like, you know, the, the brief sting of it is over. Sometimes you just have to be a little disappointed. Um, but it's like, yeah, this is not happening right now, which does not mean that that or something else or something better won't happen mm -hmm. down the line with it. Um, so, you know, I've definitely had articles that I tried to pitch for like years and nothing ever happened and I gave up and then suddenly I find a new editor and they're like, yes, we do want this story. And I'm like, amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you just kind of have to like wait around enough. Um but, you know, it's something I'm thinking about a lot with like my book coming out and I've made a lot of other friends with people that have books coming out and all of them are doing a lot of posts right now about, you know, like what does success mean? Like you have to define your goals so then you're not yeah. upset um, when you don't get X, Y, Z thing that's completely out of your control. And I mean, I, I, I think about that and, you know, the book that's not right, I mean, Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, you know, <laughs> sold to a publisher, never got published, uh, eventually got the rights back. Mm -hmm. And then when it wouldn't sell to anyone else, she self-published it and look yeah. what happened, right? Great. Yeah. So, you know, um, the next YA novel she had, oh, it just came out, Illuminations. Mm -hmm. Same deal. So they bought it. They didn't know what to do with it because it didn't fit into their plan. So she was like, fine, I'll yeah. get the rights back. And... um you know, and she'll self-publish and I have no idea how it's doing. I haven't bothered to ask yet, mm -hmm. but you know, <laughs> I was surprised she wasn't sitting on release day in front of, you know, the, the Amazon numbers going, how's it doing? How's it doing? How's oh, it yeah. doing? I've it's... done that so many times. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I had never learned that that was a thing um, that I can do, but especially in this time when it's like people can pre-order my book, but there are no sales mm -hmm. that have happened. Right. Um, so the only way I know that like anyone is engaging with this in the world at all is I'm like, how are those Amazon sales rankings doing today? <laughs> how, how are those, how are those pre-orders looking? Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm going to have a really rough time. I'm definitely someone who like usually reads the comments and would read reviews. Um, mm, I'm hoping I'm just so busy that I don't even have time to think about yeah. it. But, don't know. do it. Don't do it. I know. It's you know, tough. it's like YouTube comments. Never read the reviews. Never read yeah, the comments. I know. But they're there. I know. <laughs> I read them first and then tell her all that they're just wonderful. And then, you know, Great. discount. The one person who was like, I, someone was like, this book has scary things in it. 
and we're mm-hmm. like, it literally says ghosts on the title. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but then there's Casper. So how do you know what to expect right? from a ghost? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right. Other side of the coin. And you pretty much said, uh, by your definition of success, do you celebrate it? And if so, how? Yeah, you know, I, I'm i someone who likes to over-communicate, possibly. Um, so anytime good things happen, like, I've texted my husband about it. I've texted a couple of my best friends about it. Like, maybe later that day, I've also posted about it on social media. So I'm just like, <laughs> I want everyone to know that this great thing has happened. Um, so that's, that's often how I deal with success. <laughs> and I have... Very loving and supportive friends and family who, you know, deal with yes. it if they don't like it. Um, but, you know, it's it's nice being happy for your friend. I, I like when they tell me about their successes, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so usually it's doing that and then deciding that, you know, now that I've achieved whatever this thing is, um, uh, what what will the next thing be? <laughs> so I do appreciate the success I have at least before I move the goalpost. Um, but I'm definitely someone who's always like, and now, and now what? Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, that's all the big questions. Yeah, um, I know. And unless, oh, I forgot to check with you about this beforehand, so we'll wing it. Um, I, as as we've said on the show, we're doing great. Mm-hmm. We we do not need money or donations or you know a, a credit line at the feed store for mealworms. <laughs> um, but uh, there are a lot of people out there who need it way more than than we do. Um, who would you like our readers to, or listeners, not readers, listeners to support <laughs> um, instead of us because we don't need it? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this um, because I do journalism for some publications that are really sticklers about it. Mm-hmm. I often don't like to specifically recommend any right, one right. thing. Um, so I, I would say just given Mm -hmm. like the tenor of a lot of the things that I work with, I think there are 10,000 amazing organizations that do various things for animals. Um, Mm -hmm. so if there's, there's something, you know, in your neck of the woods or nationally that you think is great, um, that would be lovely and I'll let you choose. Oh, well, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Podcaster's choice. That's always fun. Yeah, Um, exactly. So I will, I, I certainly uh, support all of our local animal rescues, considering a lot of our cats and dogs have come from them. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, none, no, I don't rescue chickens mm. yet. I'm okay. sure the time will come it's when really somebody will be like, delightful. so yeah. Um, I, I miss our rescue hens a lot. Um, I'd like to go back down that road again. It would be interesting to see how they they fit into the flock once they get because the pecking order is a real thing. Nobody, everybody says, "Oh, pecking order," but the, you literally yeah. witness it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and everybody forgets that the rooster really is when they say hen pecked. Man, there's there's a reason <laughs> that term exists. <laughs> yeah, I love. I don't have roosters in my flock because we're in the suburbs, um, but mm-hmm. I have my one 
head hen Peggy, who I'm sure you've seen me talk about on Twitter. And she is like a benevolent ruler. I don't think other people get as good of a head hen. Um, She'll like let fights happen for a minute and then she'll immediately run between them and break it up. Um, And every time I see it happen, (laughs) I'm so impressed by her. Just very quietly, you know, if someone tries to start something again after that, then she'll go and give them some sharp pecks. But yeah, I will uh, never forget the day like two of uh, this was a couple of years ago, two young hens or a young hen decided to challenge one of the older hens and Lord Rooster, may he <laughs> rest in the great beyond of, of good roosters. Um, just sort of started to walk over there, looked at it and said, nope, and turned around and left. And I'm like, you're a wise man, Lorge. You're a wise, wise yeah. man. <laughs> so, Sometimes they just have to work it out amongst themselves. So. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not like they're all ganging up on, on one hen or drawing blood, you know, it's... Yeah, fun. yeah. Yeah, currently our, our head, uh, our, our elder states hen... Uh, and and ruler of the flock most of the time is Becky, who mm-hmm. is you know our six year old speckled Sussex. Oh, so Becky's such a good name for a head hen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it came about because, and you'll pardon this, she is the entitled white woman of the hens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like honestly, she would come up and if if you know, like if there aren't mealworms in the treats, she wants to talk to your manager. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. I have a dream of naming a, a chicken Karen, um, but I like to get them in groups uh, mm-hmm. and have the name thing on a group. So I'm like, oh, we'll have to get like a single hen when she finds her way to us. She can. I, yeah, Karen. no, I I almost named it Karen, named her Karen, and then I remembered mm-hmm. that using that phrasing and my sister's name is Karen, and so uh, it's that's, awkward. That's and, tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the current themes are uh, all of the Houdan hens are named for female rock and rollers. Nice. Because, you know, that Houdan poofy mm-hmm. and um, and uh, all of Lucky's, all of the bantams are named after Emerson Lake and Palmer songs because <laughs> it started by accident, just went from there. So. Yeah. I mean, once you start, you can't yeah. stop. So. Oh, yeah. uh, cool. All right. Where do we find your stuff online if you care to share you don't have to but uh <laughs> where you do we can, pre-order the book tell me about the book yeah well you can pre-order the book anywhere you like to buy books of course you know independent bookstores lovely many of them oh, are yes. carrying the book if people are listening overseas there is a uk publisher as well so Ooh. pretty much any like english speaking territory i believe will have the book at mm-hmm. some point. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, British people also love chickens as much as oh, I yeah. love chickens. So it's great. Um, but yeah, I am I am all over social media. Um, so on Twitter, <laughs> you can find me at TK Dano. You can find my chickens on Instagram, which is the better Instagram account. Um, and they're at best little hen house. Um, and those are probably the the easiest places to find me where I'm the most active. That's I I didn't know about the the Instagram, but I'm not on Instagram as ah. as much as I probably could be. Chicken Instagram is a wonderful place, I have to say. Uh, chicken talk, chicken yeah. TikTok mm-hmm. is a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, of course, I've got, I, I'm one of several people who is streaming their flock area on, twi- on Twitch. So, okay, you know, nice. <laughs> there's, there's a whole chicken Twitch, too. It's, yeah, there's there's chicken, you know, hyphen something. Yeah. <laughs> I I joined post because, you know, with the whole Twitter exodus, I've oh, been yeah, also yeah. just trying things out. And there's definitely like a chickens of post. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's, that is literally everything. This has been great. Um, yeah. I know. You're like, talk about productivity and also chickens. And I said, I'm there. Um, yeah. You're so just like, I'm a delight. In... <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. No, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah thank for, you. Yeah. And, uh, and for the people listening, Wherever you're listening, I usually say at home, but then I realize there are people who listen in the car. There are people who listen, you know, in the bathtub. Wherever you are listening, we'll be right back after this. I hope you really enjoyed that talk I had with Tova. It was fantastic. And I'm really excited for this book, Under the Henfluence. I mean chickens. I mean chickens. And that actually brings us to our word of the week. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Uh, our word this week is actually Henfluence. Uh, in honor of the book that is uh, to be released, you can pre-order it now. It comes out uh, March 27th. So you have about a month. That's cool. Um, but yes, Henfluence is our word this week, and you can use that word to get a badge. A badge. A badge. A badge. A badge. You go to the website. There's a thing. There's a little place where you can enter a code. You will see it. Yes. And when you enter that code, you a badge shall be delivered unto you. Yes. The website, by the way, is productivityalchemy.com for uh, first-time listeners. Yes, that... Yes. And there are all sorts of things you can do on the website. You can look at all of the other badges. You can look at the links, including, you know, a link to the uh, the Pilot G2 pen that is uh, her favorite. Of course, I found out her favorite pen. You I mean, know, this yeah. is the content people come here for, right? Well, I, I hope it is, because yeah. it's the content they're getting. <laughs> You can find links to past shows, show notes. Yes. Uh, you can even find our bios if you cared who was talking to you. Yes. You can do all of these things. There's even a contact form yes. where you can send in letters uh, that I will read on the show at our next letter show. Uh, it's probably going to be April uh, because of the various breaks and things. Uh, with that in mind though, you know, you, you, if you comment on an episode, I will read that too. If it's a polite comment or if it has a question in it for the group mind. Um, however, however, there is a link that you must not click. That is correct. 
this is this is the, the this is the one link and if you take if you click it you will be forever tainted one link to rule them all one Something link to like buy that. no yes, way it no will way. not make you invisible though. it will sorry. not sorry yes that is the support link and it has you know underneath it because it's sort of required i don't know it it has links to where you can support us financially but we don't need it no we're good we're great don't click the link don't click the link don't send us money diminish and go into the west people it feels really weird to say that but it's true right don't give us money no we're doing fine yes we 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 are good we will let you know if it changes but we we do not currently need it we would we would much rather you gave money to people who do need it yes and since it is podcaster's choice for the charity a, and, uh, an animal charity. An animal charity, yes. And since we are talking about chickens. We are talking about chickens. Uh, we are actually supporters and fans of the Livestock Conservancy. And this is an organization that uh, preserves rare and vanishing breeds of livestock, which is not something people think about no. often, but there are extremely rare breeds of chickens and sheep and goats and ducks and yes. all kinds of things that, like may have been bred in somewhere uh, a thousand years ago and they were popular for a while and now there's like 50 of them. Take my, my modeled Houdan. Yes. For my singular modeled Houdan. I mean, I'm understanding why they're going extinct because they get out a lot and therefore they get eaten. They are considered to be reasonably wild in their own. But uh, they are dim. Oh, oh God. God yeah, no. But... They're a rare breed. They're a heritage breed. They're constantly in danger of ceasing to exist because no one keeps them. Yeah, there are lots of... uh, And and livestock are not like... I mean, they're not like there's a wild population. Yes. uh, With the exception of like a couple of sheep and goats, but it's very rare. Yeah. Uh, Chickens, yeah, I mean... Okay, there are wild populations, but they're like random feral weirdos in... Uh, Florida and the Bahamas and stuff. Yeah, and Hawaii. And Hawaii, yes. And Hawaii. Apparently there are, in fact, uh, while most of the populations are uh, diluted with domestics, there are several pure jungle fowl species, uh, uh, populations. I don't think there's any on the island we're going to. But so so things that are not Gallus Gallus domesticus. Yeah, that are just straight Ooh. up Gallus Gallus, red jungle Ooh. fowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's exciting. Yes. That, that's exciting. Um, anyway, uh, even uh, recently listed on the livestock for the livestock conservancy is the soya sheep. Yeah, the soya sheep, which uh, um, our friend Shepherd keeps. Yes, and, which is an extremely rare variety, uh, and and humans like bred these, and humans have a responsibility to to keep them around. Like they are entirely dependent on humans to exist, and. It's kind of shitty that you, you know, if to like breed a animal in a particular way and then just let them die out because they're not useful to you anymore. So yeah, Livestock Conservancy is fabulous for them. We that. love them. Yeah. Kick them uh, some money. They do some great programs. I, great I buy education. an annual family membership every year. Yep. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, mm-hmm. one of the more recent programs is the Shave Them to Save Them. It's uh, been ongoing for, for about two years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sheep. Sheep uh, conservation program, which is trying to get uh, farmers who are uh, uh, basically shepherds who are harvesting wool to look into some of the 
more unusual varieties instead of just, you know, everybody has a merino sheep or whatever. Right, so, right. There are many very cool uh, breeds. If you are looking to keep backyard chickens, you can do way worse than checking the uh, Livestock Conservancy website and seeing if there's any varieties that look like something you might want to keep around. Yes, there are several I would love to keep and can't because of either the climate or uh, I don't have enough security for them. Because, yeah. like, yeah. I would love a La Fleche, um, which is a French breed, much like the Houdan, but they like to roost in trees and don't want to stay in coops. That would be very difficult here. Yes, and, so. and the chickens would be unhappy, and then the chickens would be someone's dinner. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, but that's that's the sort of work they do, and it I, I keep forgetting I want to swing by their office since their main office is here in town. Yeah, so we um, actually happen to be in the same town as yeah. the Livestock Conservancy. Uh, I want to swing by and pick up a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, and help support them that way. Anyway, uh, the Livestock Conservancy, which we've blathered on about yeah, for we, a bit, we, but we're, we, we really we're big like fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, livestockconservancy.org. Links will be in the show notes. Yep. And that's it. That's what we got. That's, what, that's it for this week. And for several weeks. For a couple weeks, yeah. So, um, we're going to go out and recharge. I mean, that is that is exactly what this is for. We're going to recharge. Um, I don't know if it's recharging on the level of the creative sojourn recharging. I'm not sure how much recharging there is when you're <laughs> suffering from altitude sickness and, uh, uh, like, barely able to eat. And uh, uh, there's always the chance that a snow leopard will kill you. But um, I... I I greatly enjoy those trips. I am thrilled to have done them. I am looking forward to a place with a nice hotel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Switch from that. But on the other hand, I'm going to be running around after birds. So it may be Kevin, you know, sitting in back in a chair recharging and just occasionally the Doppler effect of me going by screaming, bird! Yeah, except around the volcanoes where I will be holding on to you and hoping to prevent you from falling in. There are some good birds that apparently live primarily in Volcano National Park near the Caldera. So. Yes, so. Right. I'm just saying. Just saying. If we die horribly that way, know that I went doing oh. what I loved, looking at birds. <laughs> and I went doing what I do, which is trying to stop her from <laughs> falling, into, <laughs> falling the into the volcano. Yes. Um, but for the rest of you, you know what? Do your best uh, over the next two weeks or so to... Um, Stay productive, no matter what that looks like. And, and remember, don't fall into any volcanoes. Don't fall into any volcanoes. But I was going to say, and remember that rest and relaxation is productivity. Very pr productive, Very, really. Yes. yes. But All also right. the volcano thing. But also, yeah, no, I'm terrified of this. Not really. <laughs>